Hello and welcome to the Healthy You Podcast. My name is Stevie Moon. You may know me from Instagram or from TikTok or YouTube as The Health Curator and this is the podcast that I make. It is all about bringing the heal you to the healthy you. You know, today's episode really came to me in a dream, which is that I believe there is a perception, because I was under the influence of this perception for much of my life, that you may be too sensitive, and that this is something that is a, is a you thing, that you are too sensitive, um, and it's an issue uh, that, that you're inflicting upon the world. And the truth is, is that you are not too sensitive. You are intuitive empathic, sensitive in uh, energetic ways, and you haven't been trained. And your gifts, these are gifts um, that have evolved, I believe, have not been trained. Essentially, you, my friend, are a wizard, (laughs) you're Harry Potter, but there is no Hogwarts. You have to teach yourself And hopefully someday our children won't have to teach themselves uh, about their gifts because we will will allow them to explore them. We will recognize them and we will give them the tools to express themselves and to build upon who they, they truly are. In today's episode, I just want to go through, can I share a little bit about my story about who, who I am, um, in, under the lens of, uh, being a sensitive person, being a, what's, what Sam would call a, a highly sensitive person, um, and that that's like a personality trait, but what I would say is that we are all highly sensitive people, some people are wearing thicker masks, um, and other people have never been trained to recognize things like intuition, discernment, empathy, um, uh, e- e- even energetic perception that some may not be able to perceive of, but others can. This doesn't mean that anybody who wouldn't identify as a highly sensitive person you know, that something's wrong with them. I think that we're starting to develop more people who are coming uh, onto this plane and this reality to to earth uh, more intact, Mm. more intact with who, who they truly are. And I think that's because our world is starting to separate. There is less of a need for such duality um, and we're beginning to open up to different possibilities. So because the possibilities are starting to open, that's why I think that more sensitive individuals are starting to be born and to recognize these things about themselves. The thing is, is that I didn't recognize any of this about me. I grew up knowing that, knowing that I was, uh, kind of quirky and particular about certain things um 
and that as I as I got older, that I could really tell other people's emotions. Um, and eventually I got old enough where I w- was able to feel other people's emotions. So uh, the thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with feeling other people's emotions. There is an issue with absorbing things that aren't yours. And so this is where we really need to kind of look at whatever you would describe as your sensitive qualities and ask yourself, is this, um, has this been a skill and a gift that has been kind of run amok because it's been untrained? And my argument is that it would be. Even for some of the things that uh, most people may not recognize as uh, what I would call extrasensory perception, um, but what other people might call, you know, disorders, sensory disorders. Um, so I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I've grown up ever since I was little, I remember this, um, and I'm very particular to touch into my, my sense of touch. Um, and so I can get pretty overwhelmed by fabrics and by seams and different things like this. And so, um, you know, I, I, I would get frustrated when I was growing up because I didn't like the feel of jeans. I didn't like the, I still don't like the feel of jeans. Um, I don't like the feel of anything like too stiff. I like really, really soft clothing. And so in, in the world, this would be a very clear sign of a, of a few diagnosable things. Um, and I want to ask that we don't go there. I'm not asking to go to a, a psychology lens here. I'm, I'm offering a more spiritual lens on sensitivity and all that that might encompass. So for me, I grew up with this um, and it only got worse as my distress got worse. In fact, with my increase of distress, it got quite, quite uh, impactful to my daily life. Um, and my husband met me (laughs) when, when this was pretty heightened. And so ever since he's known me, I like to wear my clothes inside out when I'm at home. When I'm out and about, I'll wear, you know, my clothes regular. But when I'm at home and I'm trying to get comfy and just kind of relax, I wear my clothes inside out. And you may have seen this on Instagram. People have surely messaged me and told me, you're wearing your shirt inside out. (laughs) And I'm doing it on purpose uh, because I can feel the seams. And I I cut my clothes in particular ways so I can cut out certain seams. I wear things inside out so I can't feel the seams. Um, Because it kind of calms me uh, to feel just that evenness. And uh, there are a lot of children who have this and they... uh, Sometimes they have, you know, their parents will make them special clothes or whatever, but it's a, it's a sign of uh, being on the autism spectrum. Uh, something that I will go into a little bit here, um, but let me just finish and wrap this up real quick. So this is something that I would say has to fall under this category of touch. Um, I'm also very sensitive to taste and to smell and, um, and to, to sound. 
Um, I'm, a, I'm a musician. I've always had kind of just this thing with sound that I can hear things that other people can't. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually very interesting. This happened in my dream. I was able to hear something in the dream that told me about this podcast. Um, I was able to hear something in somebody's voice that other people couldn't. And it was interesting it was very interesting. Now, one thing about me is that I do have uh, pretty poor eyesight. In fact, I have a lazy eye uh, <laughs> that may look a little buggy to some people, but um, it can see very well up close. And so that's why it hasn't drifted off to the side is because when I hold something close to my face, a book, my phone, um, or, or whatever, uh, I use that one eye <laughs> and then the other one uh, can see pretty well long distance. So it's like, I've got bifocals naturally. Um, so my eyesight's kind of always been, uh, the, you know, I would say average to less, less than average of, uh, of a sensory skill. So I'm curious if, um, that developed other senses. <laughs> um, but here's what I'd like to offer in this moment. When these, when we have these things, it's very easy to go under the lens of, I'm going to get a diagnosis that something's wrong with me, okay? There's a lot of kids who go and get diagnosed that something's wrong with them. There's a lot of adults who go and get diagnosed, there's something wrong with me. In fact, I see this a lot with um, the uprising of mental health awareness, and there's nothing wrong with uh, being aware there is, I think, an issue with identifying with anything that limits you because I don't believe in that. Even though there have been limiting days, I honestly think it's because these are things that we have little understanding about. doesn't mean that we can't get understanding about it, um, but we're not. As soon as we get diagnoses that, oh, you have this disorder, um, then we kind of stop there. Okay, well, it's 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 not my fault. It's, it's, not, it's something I, I can't control it. But what if somebody had said that to young little Harry Potter, <laughs> who I'm just giving this example because I'm reading Harry Potter again. Um, but what if someone had said that to him when he was growing up and he was able to hear snakes when other people couldn't or talk to them and they gave him a diagnosis of uh, schizophrenia? So just kind of sit there for a moment or, or grandeur or delusions. Um, it doesn't mean that psychoses and different things don't exist, but I, I have talked about very openly before um, my borderline personality disorder journey where I had seven out of nine symptoms and through therapy and treatment and use of skills, I went from seven to zero. I don't qualify for that. I don't have a borderline personality disorder. That becomes very impossible to do when you keep telling yourself every single day, I have this disorder. I wake up, I have the disorder. I have this disorder. So I would say you don't have this disorder. You are not too sensitive. You are not these things. Um, and this is a little bit of a something that 
I'm imagining that there's some people who are listening to this that are feeling a little bit triggered by this because these are things that we identify with and that they're very helpful for a time. It was so helpful for me to feel seen because I I had never felt seen before when um, I was in my dark night of the soul and, you know, my there was so much crazy stuff going on. And I finally went to a doctor who had me take a test and I was everything on that list. And I finally felt like a sigh of relief. So if you have that sigh of relief, I'm not trying to take that relief away. I'm trying to offer that even these diagnoses are very limited. They're limited from the, the perspective that something could be wrong with you. And we've grown up, little children, so brave and bold. We know ourselves. And then slowly, because our parents couldn't deal with us, because our, because other kids didn't like us or whatever, or our teachers were, had, had their own business going on, and, and maybe they couldn't handle whatever was going on, that they weren't patient, that we believed and we grew up that, no, there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with me. And I want you to just take a moment tonight and journal for just a little bit and ask yourself what you grew up with. Um, At at what point did you start to believe something was wrong with you? And write those things out. And then I want you to ask yourself, what if none of these things were wrong with me? What if they had simply gone untrained? What if they were the beginning seeds of something really freaking beautiful, so unique, maybe the world's never seen it before? Um, So this is what gets really interesting. So I told you I'd come back to this because we, uh, I kind of mentioned the autism spectrum and I'm going to come to this just right now. But before I go into that little wing, I just want to say this i am not invalidating wherever you are in your story right now if you are experiencing anxiety depression maybe you are experiencing things that you can't explain and so you're looking for someone to help you explain it and if you're going to therapy and they're helping i'm so grateful that you're in this place In no way is where you are wrong. In no way is where you are and and however you're coping with not ever being allowed to be who you truly are. So of course, we're trained to be smaller than we are. And when we try to shrink, things get distorted, my friend. Don't feel like I'm trying to get on your back about being a distorted version of yourself because I'd argue that I'm I'm still a distorted version of my truest self and all I'm asking is that you start to analyze that and look at it and say what if it really just is a misunderstanding that started 20 years ago and because of that behaviors and dysregulation started in the body, in the mind, 
And the body holds that trauma. And the mind holds that trauma and it relives it every day. What if all that stuff was rooted in something really beautiful? Okay. Um, with that said, I love you and I appreciate you being here, even though this may be very triggering. Um, I, I say that because I'm not sure that I would have loved to listen to this when I had just received my diagnosis and finally felt like, <laughs> finally felt heard. You are so, so heard. And I just want you to be able to sing more of your song. So uh, when I started on TikTok, uh, TikTok is really cool. And it's one of the reasons I do love TikTok. Um, it's very, very smart. And I don't know how it does it, but, you know, maybe it listens to us and it analyzes things in particular ways. Uh, I make a lot of content, so it's obviously visually uh, analyzing me, the algorithm is. Um, and uh, several months into making content, I started to notice certain things pop up my For You page. And it started saying uh, things about autism in girls uh, that didn't get diagnosed until they were adults. And it kept coming up. Uh, autism, uh, Asperger's, uh, being high-functioning. Um, and, and eventually, I started to, like, wonder, why does this keep popping up? You know? And it was very interesting, you know, masking and all these different things that, like, oh, yeah, like, they, I, they totally resonated. And then I went over and started to look this up. Um, cause I started to get really curious. I was like, is TikTok trying to tell me something? Um, and I went and looked this up and every single thing on the list, including these are women who are likely to be diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. <laughs> and all these things. And I talked to my husband about it, and it just, he immediately, it made so much sense for him. I talked to my mom, and it made so much sense for her, um, and uh, it made so much sense to me. And uh, I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and I didn't identify with it. Like, I don't walk around um, feeling like I need to tell people that, uh, about it. And the only reason I'm bringing it up now is because I feel prompted to. Um, and, and I feel prompted to, to say that you can feel seen and you can feel heard and you can understand yourself from that lens without identifying with it. So I don't identify as someone who is uh, neurally atypical. Um, I don't identify with... Uh, that or feel any need to go get a diagnosis or a piece of paper. I know myself. I understand. And now, as soon as I have that, instead of um, feeling seen and then allowing that to be something that I fall back upon um, to limit me, I now have so much compassion and forgiveness forgiveness for myself because all this time I thought something was wrong with me I was just misunderstanding the way that my mind was meant to work 
So, and, and, and other people were a misunderstanding. And this is where it gets really curious, especially with mental health. I mean, this is not about mental health, but um, I got misdiagnosed several, several times, treated with a bunch of medication, 11 different medications in 11 months. Um, I later OD'd on those medications. (laughs) And now, six years later, after all that happened, I finally have some understanding and forgiveness for all of that. Because I was never too much, and I was never too sensitive, and I wasn't perceiving things that made me crazy. So I just want to ask if you were identifying with that story. You take another look. I'm not saying that you're uh, neurodivergent or that you have um, anything that is wrong with you. But what if everything was always right? It was exactly how it was meant to be. And the world is human. And it wasn't used to you yet that's why it's your job to make the world used to you it's your job to be the unknown to be that unknown a new experience um and that can be a little bit lonely you know and it can be very lonely when we live in a world that is very reliant on diagnoses um to tell you this is what's wrong with you And with this medication, you can manage. I have not seen that be true for myself or for others. That doesn't mean that it's not true for uh, some people out there. But I ask myself, and I be really honest with myself... And the truth is is that when I stopped the story that something is wrong with me, in fact, I used to write down in my journal, I remember this so clearly, I feel like I'm looking in a funhouse mirror that is cracked, and that is me. What is that? That literally means that I felt like I was distorted, a distorted image If you feel distorted, it's not because something's wrong. It's because something's blocking your light. And maybe that something is an ineffective behavior. Maybe it is emotional dysregulation. Maybe it is uh, anxiety and depression that has come in the form of uh, X, Y, and Z. Maybe it is something that you're experiencing 40 times a day. This is not negating any of this. It is saying that perhaps the roots lay in something beautiful. I think that the way that I think and the way that I behave and the way that I exist um, is really cool. And I really wish that me when I was 19, could have seen that. Me when I was 18, could have seen that. 
because I just thought I was <laughs> so lucky just to even <laughs> exist uh, anywhere near somebody as cool as John when I met him. <laughs> I was like, I was lucky enough to lick his boots. Um, and that kind of distorted version of myself existed for ever since I was in high school. It's really hard to uh, admit that a story, uh, a personality identity that you've been carrying along since high school, since middle school, um, isn't true and that something else is true. So I don't expect this to happen overnight for you to hear this podcast. I actually expect a lot of people to hear this podcast and to get very upset. Because I, I think of where I was and I think that this would have really upset me. Because I was still stuck in that story that something was wrong with me. So if someone said, no, something's not wrong with you, something's right with you, I don't know that I could have heard that. So I'm just hopeful that this is planting a seed and that you can start to just ask yourself, what is right with me? What is in the distortion that is beautiful? And how can I undistort myself through healing? How can I heal my my you? <laughs> Audrey refers to herself as you. Because <laughs> I say you, and this is you. Um, so she's she knows that she's Ray, but she knows that she's you. And my um, my assistant, Camille said i i think that your your company the healthy yuko you know the healthy podcast the healthy yuko um it puts the the healing the heal the healing in you that the heal you in healthy you and then i looked at the words and i said wow heal thy you heal thyself heal thy you and it touched me and it touched me very deeply. Because that's why we're here. I think in, in this generation. I think in many generations to come. We will build a world that won't need the kind of healing that we have. Because hopefully when we heal ourselves we will raise children in a world and a society that know that self is whole. All I'm asking is, is that you start to introduce the story that you are whole. You've always been whole. And whenever you notice that you have thoughts, I'm not whole, any ego that comes up, any anything that comes up as shadow, anything that makes you feel small, anytime that you notice that you're shrinking, look at it, find its roots. And start to offer another story that's empowering. A story that gives you the power back. Because the power is already there. You already have the power. But it may have been drained from you. Because the world wasn't ready for your power. It wasn't. And I, I'd argue that like the children being born now are ten times as powerful as we are. So we better freaking be ready. 
we're not even going to understand. There are children who are being born now who are going to bring into this world stuff that we have never even heard of. But if we don't let them because we want them to fit into certain boxes and check certain lists and make it all nice and neat, and, and if something's wrong, hand them a medication. There's going to be some issues. There's going to be some distortions and some limitations put on people who were just given uh, and brought to to this place to do stuff we haven't seen yet. And I think if you're listening to this, actually, I'm going to, I think if you're listening to this, I actually think that you are exactly that person. You were born to bring something here that we haven't seen yet. And that's why you perceived of more. That's why you you developed anxiety because you're so empathic. Because you can feel other people's emotions and it created some dysregulation because you didn't know that that was a, like a, a gift. And that you can learn to feel other people's emotions or you can learn how to siphon it from feeling other people's emotions to knowing it and not absorbing it into your own body. All this is stuff that will originate with you changing your story. I'll talk a little bit more uh, in another episode about the changing, uh, getting your energy and noticing your energy around you. Actually, let's just talk about it now. We're only at 30 minutes, so, (laughs) um, it's going to be a little bit of a long episode. So if you are not too sensitive, what are you? This would be my suggestion. You have the capabilities ever since you were a child to perceive of more of your reality than we are trained can be perceived of. So you may be able to perceive of other people's energies, but the truth is, is that all like your magnetic field that originates from your heart and comes out around you like a torus field, like a donut, is actually uh, connected to other people's uh, fields. And so when yours, you know, touches somebody else's field, uh, you can perceive of that. We're all connected in uh, ways that we actually can't physically see. And we know this quantumly. So this is, this is not bullshit. This is actually science that doesn't seem to be getting linked, instead seems to be getting handed over to a uh, something that mm, you're crazy, something's wrong with you. Something's not wrong with you. <laughs> um, so if you can do this, you can train it. Um, my suggestion is that you start to notice when you walk into a room. If any new, like before you walk into a room, when you're alone, notice how that feels in your body. And this is really good to start every single day like this before you've touched your phone, before you have done anything to really 
see how you feel in your body. And there can be stuff that's like residual stuff in your body. And it's good to notice that so that you can do whatever trauma release you need to do um, and to align and bring in who you are. But then go out into the world with the awareness that you've got, you know, a a skill that you don't know how to use yet. So (laughs) it, it may not be honed. So go out into the world and see what you're picking up on. And then start to go out and say, this time I'm going to go up instead of, um, I'm going to walk in this coffee shop and instead of absorbing the emotion, I'm going to set the intention instead of feeling it in my body to know it. And your intention is enough. Um, Bringing your, your intention to kind of create your field, fortify your field. Because I think that's another thing that is really, really important to realize is that we cre- we have developed uh, dysregulations and, and, and different things because our fields get unfortified. Um, our strong little child field that we are born with, this is just this light. Um, it dims uh, because of the distortions. Uh, it gets kind of broken down. Um, and so you've got to fortify your field first, first and foremost. And then you have to set the intention to keep that field um, that like, whatever is not mine will not enter me. Whatever is not mine will not enter me. I take my power back and my power cannot be taken from me. And your power can be, will get taken from you if you allow your uh, other people's emotions to enter your body. Um, There are times where I think it can be helpful, like if you are um, having a hard time with like judgments uh, and connecting with people, it can be helpful to kind of see things from their side. But sometimes that can backfire because we're not really trained on this. And I I don't have a very clear uh, way training manual because I'm learning this myself um, to increase your empathy without uh, w- without compromising yourself really um, because I asked myself it today when I was driving my car how what is the difference between loving my daughter and my husband and my family so much and um, and this woman who just cut me off what can't, where is the separation being created and how can I uncreate that? Just something that popped into my head, you know. So here's another thing that I want you to try. Uh, So walk into rooms and notice how you feel. Walk into rooms and start to set intentions to not absorb things, but to know things. So like if you walk into the room, instead of absorbing other people, um, feeling stressed or anxious and then you starting to feel stressed or anxious um, or somebody feeling uh, small so they make you feel small instead of that you just know that about them oh they're stressed and anxious and that doesn't mean I have to take that in with me like I don't I don't that's not mine you know and that's I don't think I think it's uh, easier to practice with people that you don't know it can become real hard with like your partner, you know, uh, but I actually feel like I've worked on that the most with John. Um, and so now I'm, I'm almost opposite. I'm 
I'm practicing it the opposite way where I've, I've been practicing with John for a while and now I'm doing it with other people just because of this year. It's not like I've been able to go out tons. And so I've been around John. So that's where I've been utilizing this. But the other thing I, I, I want to suggest to kind of help you hone your, your, your true nature, natural gifts, um, is something called channeling. Um, what is channeling? There's been a lot of like hoodoo voodoo kind of perception of what channeling is. Uh, and there for sure are people who kind of like up mystify this. <laughs> um, and I don't really understand why. In fact, this is what came into my dream. This was the bulk of my dream last night, which is that like I was telling these people who I know for a damn fact <laughs> are channeling their information, um, but they don't talk about it. Uh, and they don't ever teach people about it. And so in my dream, I was telling them, you should really talk about channeling because I know that's how you're getting your information. You're, you're connecting to your true self. Um, you can call it guides, you can call it whatever. Um, but you're connecting to them and you're getting that information that way. Um, and in my dreams, they're like, you're right. This should be taught. Well, in your dream, here's the little sneaky little fact. You're not actually visiting these people. I'm not visiting these YouTube stars in my my head. You're talking to yourself. Uh, everyone in your dream is you. So um, in my dream, I'm literally telling myself what content to make. Um, and this is the truth. I've been really worried about talking about this stuff because there has been that bridge that I have not been sure I could cross because I still had that perception that something was wrong with me, that I should hide who I truly am. I get a lot of my, uh, my content and stuff specifically here on the podcast comes out and it's stuff that comes from flow. I don't know if you've heard of flow state, um, it, but it just comes out. If you've watched the new movie soul, um, when, uh, Jamie Foxx's character uh, goes into like this blue fog and just like gets lost in this and it just stuff streams out of him. That's the flow state. And for me, that happens when I'm podcasting. It happens when I am making videos uh, just because I've gotten pretty good at getting information vocally. When I wasn't uh, able to do this when I was younger, I was uh, getting my information written uh, so I would write it out. Uh, now I tend to find that I can speak quicker than I can type or write. And so because the thoughts come so quick um, and because the information gets downloaded so quickly, uh, it's easier for me to, to deliver it vocally. Uh, so this is really, this is really interesting. So let me kind of break down what channeling is and why it's not this like hoodoo voodoo anything, you know, I'm sure there will be somebody who's listening who's like, I'm a Christian, can I do this? I get that comment a lot about different things like meditation. Look, this is connecting to the Christ. So if you're a Christian, yes, you can do this. You can't do it if you believe that the only person who can uh, experience the Christ consciousness is Jesus. Um, but I believe Jesus and Buddha and all of the spiritual teachers and leaders were all pointing towards the same thing. And if you want to use different language to, to point at the same thing, they did. Um, don't get stuck in that dogma. Don't get stuck in the language um, uh, being, being the barrier and keeping you from the truth. 
you are part of something more, whether you want to call it the monad, the Christ, um, whether you want to call it the universe, your higher self, you can call it whatever is going to resonate for you. You can make up your own word, but know that we're probably all talking about some things that's really similar and that you are a part of it. Um, and you can access that. And that's really what channeling is. Some people say that they channel guides like aliens or uh, extraterrestrials or other versions of themselves. Uh, very famous channeler Bashar. Uh, but even Bashar is very very specific to try to tell people I'm just a like a different version of this dude um and that's that's it makes a lot of sense quantumly that you would be able to tune in eventually to uh other strings of yourself other dimensions um but uh you can also just start today with this simple practice I learned this from Lee Harris who is my favorite intuitive and empath and and uh he talks to the Z's, they're the guides, um, his guides. Uh, I talk to my own uh, self, really, to my widest self. And uh, so I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, you could call them guides, but I just know it's, I know it to be me, um, but just the biggest version of me where there are many. <laughs> um, so you just are going to grab a notebook, my friend, and you're going to um, ask yourself, what does my highest self want me to know? And you're going to kind of get into a meditative state. You're going to take some deep breaths and you're going to wait till you kind of feel something in your body. Sometimes it will feel like a tingling or kind of a chill or maybe a deeper breath. Um, and then you're just going to start writing. It's very important to just write stream of conscious essentially as soon as you hear a word in your head as soon as a thought appears anything it will happen telepathically it's not going to happen like you know somebody comes out in front of you the vision <laughs> of you know these people are coming out in front of you or in front of you you know your highest self descends you know no this is an inner journey um and as tesla says uh your uh my brain is a receiver your brain is a receiver, my friend, and I'm going to teach you how to use it. <laughs> so go and get yourself a notebook and try it. And uh, at when you just kind of feel it being done, uh, close the notebook, go get some water, um, and come back and then read it. And sometimes it's not going to make any sense. Uh, Maybe the first couple times, like only a couple sentences really resonate. Um, but each time you do it, the more clear and the more specific you're going to get. And then you may eventually find that you too uh, are a more vocal channel, uh, that it's easier to talk to yourself vocally. Uh, you, how could you know? Well, do you talk to yourself a lot? Uh, do you talk a lot for work? Do you find it pretty easy to talk out loud? Um, find a way, uh, and some people do channeling through art. Uh, I think some people do channeling through um, making like movies. I would say all art is channeled. I, I, I would say that. It doesn't mean all art is channeled from like a, a high intention. But if you set the intention that your highest self is talking to you, gold. <laughs> I promise you, there's gold in, the, in, in those hills. <laughs> Even if you have to dig a little bit. But I'll be honest, the first time I did it, uh, 
uh, it's kind of physically draining, to be honest. So the, the more that you make this connection to yourself, and it's not a connection outside of yourself, let me be very clear. It's a connection inside, inside yourself. Um, what I do is I tend to be able to just access this information. Like I'm speaking and I do not process what I'm saying as I'm speaking it. It comes out because I'm guided to the words quicker than I can actually think. That's what I'm saying. This is a telepathic um, journey. It's not something that you need to think about too hard and worry about getting right. It's going to come out um, if you're going to let it. And my, my suggestion is that if you want this to work, you're going to, if you want to build this for yourself, which if you're still listening to this podcast, you know that there's something within you that is waiting to come out. And that's your truest self. And your truest self just wants to be able to talk to you. And you don't need to be able to like be this perfect, healed, angelic being of light, you know, you wouldn't be here. (laughs) So be you now and get the messages from your truest self, your, your soul, from your light, um, to guide you. And then you can start to notice you'll get, it's not going to always come through in that moment. It will start happening in something that I, uh, have heard people refer to as 5D listening. Um, I would just easily describe this as your answers are going to show up in your real life. My mom started experiencing this, um, you know, I think she kind of thought I was a little wacky. And then she started meditating and she started experiencing this. So essentially you'll ask yourself a question like, why do I get defensive when I know people are wrong about something? Um, And why do I feel the need to prove myself right? And then I... I, uh, this is literally that came from me <laughs> and like four days later um it popped into my head as I was um driving uh, from a coffee shop and I realized this was from um when I was younger and I would get made fun of uh in church uh I would know all the answers because we got the same taught the same lesson for 12 years <laughs> And none of the other kids would raise their hands and they didn't know the answers because they weren't paying attention um, or they were too shy or, or whatever. But I would always raise my hands and so they'd kind of make fun of me like a know-it-all, roll their eyes and stuff. Eventually, I started to shrink myself and not be who I truly was. And then instead, I would get defensive and like angry. And so that developed and like morphed into like me being like the angry person on Facebook who like people would like some somebody would say something like so dumb and I'd be like actually here's chapter and verse of why you're wrong here's 17 articles (laughs) you know just like it was annoying and it wasn't me my truest self um and it really made me feel like it kind of gave me like a high but it made me feel really also really distorted and um not so great you know because the truth is is that i I talked about this a little bit in my youtube video um that i made a couple days ago that is rooted in a need to i feel small so 
I'm going to make you feel small. And that's where it came from. I felt small in church. So I developed the need to make others feel small um, by saying, I'm big. <laughs> I'm big. I know <laughs> you small. <laughs> and I can laugh about it now. Um, but I noticed it. I noticed it a lot in TikTok because people say things that are so inaccurate. Um, and I may even type something out and then delete it and just realize I know I know now I don't need to make myself feel bigger or to proclaim that I'm big because I am big. You know, I don't, I don't need, uh, that. that's going to be of no service to anyone. I definitely know that my truest self doesn't make people feel small. You know, my highest self never makes anyone feel small. So, uh, so channel. <laughs> So channel, my friend. Um, how I really like to do it, and this may be of service to you, if you do find yourself to be a more vocal channel, there is an app called Otter AI, Otter.ai. And uh, you put it on your phone and you record, you push record, and it will transcribe into written text um, as you speak. And so get into that meditative state and um, you know push play and get into that meditative state and then just start talking. And then it will transcribe it all into written words and you can look about it later and it's just like all written out for you. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> That's when you're going to realize that you're channeling things. Have you ever, if you're a creative, you're probably going to recognize this, that you have created something, some arts, like a song, um, a poem, a, a story. And you're like, I don't know where that came from. Like, I've had to look up things that I've said to make sure that they weren't quotes that I've stolen. Um, you know, when I was younger, I would say certain things um, and I'd be like, man, that's so profound. And I'd look, I'd have to look it up because I, I was like, surely that couldn't be me, you know, but you'll, <laughs> you're going to start to recognize this uh, more and more um, that you're actually doing this already, you know, especially if you are a creative, uh, which you probably are. Uh, I know a lot of people who are drawn to my content are also uh, very creative like me. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> as you develop your skills, um, you're going to start to develop skills that I'm not even mentioning because I'm still finding them, you know? I'm finding how to basically be my own professor in this magical school of life. And hopefully everything that I learn, <laughs> I'm going to be able to teach to Audrey and to a little Bubba so that they don't have to distort themselves and they don't ever have to like make other people feel small because they feel small, you know, they're able to notice and not absorb things because I teach them. Now, whatever you, whatever your mess is, I promise your message to yourself, to your children, to your friends, to your family, whatever is in there. If you just look, if you get curious. And on that note, my friend, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Oh, wait, there's one more thing. I have this right in front of me. I don't know why I didn't think about this. So uh, I one of my favorite series of all time uh, is his dark materials. 
um, in, in this book, this series, uh, there's a girl named Lyra, and she's got this tool, and it's called the Golden Compass. It's called a, an alethiometer. And the alethiometer, uh, you ask a question to your alethiometer, and then uh, it gives you an answer, tells you the truth. This is what tarot, I Ching, channeling, all of this is. Okay? So the answers I get from tarot are very helpful, <laughs> but they're the answers. I don't need the tools of tarot. You don't need the alethiometer. You have that already. You, the technology is inside of you. Now, if you want to start by getting yourself a sweet deck of tarot, the one that I use is called the Zen deck. It's beautiful and it's, um, it's not like a traditional deck. Um, I don't really resonate with traditional desk decks, actually. I only <laughs> really resonate with this one deck. Um, and it just, it, it will start to talk to you. Um, but it's not it talking to you. It's not somebody's hand guiding it. It's you talking to yourself. Only you can recognize truth. So, uh, just know that, uh, you've got that tool and it's a fun tool. I mean, it's, it's something that it's like a more immediate answer rather than, uh, you know, immediate while limited, right? <laughs> uh, so anyway, play around, uh, get to know yourself and just start to to uh, integrate the information I've talked about today. If you don't understand everything, if if uh, some of this is like, e I don't know if I can follow you anymore. <laughs> I don't, like, I get it. I get it. But I promise if you start to think about this and you start to apply anything from this, you're going to start to realize who you truly are and that you've never been too much and you've never been too sensitive. You have perception that the world didn't know existed. And I can't wait to see what you do with it. See you next time.
Take me back to the jungle 